This week, why is overnighting at Walmarts so controversial? And are they going away? We're going to talk about all that and more. This is RV Miles. This summer, L.L. Bean wants to help you feel great out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. When you're putting together your camping and hiking gear, here's a quick hack to help you prepare for emergencies. Wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. You'll barely notice it's there, but if a piece of gear breaks or gets a tear on the trail, you can pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. It's a mini repair kit you'll be glad to have. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode number 276 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time RVers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news to travel destinations, our national parks, parking in a Walmart, and so much more. Uh, we're coming to you again from the beautiful state of Oregon. We're only here for a uh, few more days and then we're off to Washington. Bye, Oregon. Checking off another state on our list. Yes, it was so exciting to scratch Oregon off. If you are a member of the Road Signs newsletter, then you know that the last two volumes that came out, actually, we both spent a little bit of time talking about what it means to be in Oregon here for us. And so this has been definitely not long enough. Yeah, it's we, clearly a state we need a lot more time in. So much more time. I know we need to push on and I'm really excited to get into Washington and Canada and oh my goodness, Alaska. But boy, I'm not ready to leave Oregon. And I will tell you one of the reasons why in my fresh tank in a little bit. What's crazy <laughs> is that we're like, we're like halfway to Alaska from Baja, from like lower Baja. We're like in Oregon, we're at the top of Oregon, at the Oregon-Washington border, and we're like halfway to Alaska. Yeah. Can I also <laughs> say, I, it's, I, we are only at the halfway point, but we are also in a section of Oregon. For those of you that grew up watching Goonies, and I don't want to get too into it because we're going to do a recap on the Astoria area in a while, but we rolled up into Astoria and I knew immediately, immediately when we drove in and I hadn't vetted it yet. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure that Goonies was filmed there. I rolled in and I was like, oh, Goonies was filmed here. And then I learned my husband has never seen that movie. And I've I was never like, seen I was Goonies. like, who are you? He hates Ferris Bueller. I do. He's never seen Ferris Goonies. Bueller and pretty much any John Hughes type oh, movie. Oh, John Hughes is the worst. Um, don't. But, uh, but I roll Ferris Bueller right in with that sort of. I don't know. Who I know you Goonies are. is not the same thing as, as that. But Goonies there's a, is a Spielberg. There, there's a there's a there's just a slew of '80s movies that <laughs> I just never liked. So what you're saying was, unless it was Ski Patrol. You weren't Don't watching you it. Come at Ski Patrol. It's the, <laughs> the worst and best movie ever. Yeah, you were Weekend at Bernie's. Did you watch Weekend no. at Bernie's? Oh, that's a, no, no. I mean, I've seen it. But Listen, no. I feel like I don't really like eighties movies. No. I work getting way I off. Mean, yeah, like but, Indiana Jones, me here. This is okay, this is not. But I take Indiana Jones nineties 
Indiana Jones. Like Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is by far the best Indiana Jones. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, First of all, did and that we come need out to move on. <laughs> yes, it came out in the nineties. I'm googling you this. You googling it? Okay, so we're back. We took a break. <laughs> we googled some things. <laughs> we're back. I was wrong. Yeah. That said. Nineties. <laughs> okay. I was so wrong. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is 1981. Yeah. So it was actually somewhere around Empire Strikes Back. Man, Harrison yeah. Ford was just like cranking yeah. them oh, out. And then you know, then he's rolling right into things like the Air Jack Fo- Ryan movies. Air Force One. Yeah. Air Force One. So good. So Raiders was 81. Temple of Doom was 84. Now that said. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was 1989. So I it's solidly in the 80s. I had said 92. Okay, then the one we don't talk about, the one that doesn't exist, came out in 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's another one getting ready to come out soon, which looks really good. uh, The the trailer, like I was actually blown away by the trailer. Yeah, it was like really super Look, modern action movie i know that people are like harrison ford sit down you're yeah. like 80 but you know Ooh. what i'm like harrison ford you stand up you go live your best life you make all those movies because you know what i want to be doing when i am harrison ford's age is i still want to be doing what i'm doing today which is traveling and hiking and exploring and biking and if if harrison ford can be riding like, motorcycles in and around what is it new york i don't know where he's at in this he movie. wasn't the problem with the fourth indiana jones no, movie it was, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it was, it was okay. many things and also aliens <laughs> aliens might have been that problem anyway anyway from <laughs> somehow somehow we went from oregon <laughs> to goonies i can't follow this thought process yeah. oregon to goonies t- to indiana jones to Harrison Ford they to know us where, being they know 80. What we did. They they know what they know I, the trajectory. Well, I don't we, know if they do because I don't know if they do because that was cray. Okay. Like that was of many levels of crazy. So that's where we're at. We're off uh, on Sunday. Uh, a very happy Mother's Day to those of you that will be observing it on Sunday. Uh, we will be traveling, uh, which is much like my birthday. Any sort of like day where Abby might get to rest, we're like, no, let's turn it to travel. travel. It's yeah. just travel day. Yeah. Uh, but it's fine because we're going to be heading towards Washington. And I'm really excited to get to scratch that state off. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And uh, it's we are traveling fairly quickly and Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of fun it is getting tiring but it's 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 fun well we'll bring it up again like we do the last couple weeks when we see those of you uh who are mile marker members uh for our monthly live in june we will be in canada so that's not too far off it's the first monday of every month we get together with our friends over in the mile markers community and we chat for an hour of power we will have covered three countries just in the few months of doing these Very lives cool. again. It is pretty exciting. But we have a really great show today. We are going to talk about Walmart. We're going to talk about some tips. But we're also going to talk about why Why does this blow up any group you might ask this question in, any forum you might be in. Why does this just blow the space up? Why can't we have nice things when it comes to talking about Walmart? I don't know. There's probably a reason for that. But first, let's talk about some more traditional camping. Yes. Yeah. Before (laughs) we get into pavement Walmart, we're going to continue our segment with recreation.gov. Last week, we gave you an overview of the entire site. If you haven't had a chance, 
go back and listen to that episode 275. But today we're going to keep it short and we're going to really get to the heart of what a lot of us that are listening to this podcast use recreation.gov for. And so we are going to give you our four tips, not five. You only need four for planning an RV trip with recreation.gov. Yeah, last week we talked a lot about using the search function and how you can just type in the name of a state and get all the campgrounds available. But we wanted to dig a little bit deeper into that and say you should use the filters and narrow down the different types of amenities that you want. So, so are you saying that tip number one is use the filters? Yeah. Okay, I just want, there do, might do, be people. Do I need to like bold headline Jason, this? people might have their passion planners out right now trying to take notes, okay? You, you can pick pet friendly sites. You can put in the length of your rig. You can decide if you want 30 amp, 15 amp, 50 amp. If you're bringing amp. Okay. Okay. If you are bringing Aunt Patty with you, you might want to get a group site or yeah. you might not. You actually might want to search for an RV site and then see if you can put Aunt Patty in a cabin. One of the filters I really like is to cut out the first come first serve sites. So it's it's actually nice that... What is happening? There's like a train horn on a RV on my head. What is going on in this campground? <laughs> Welcome to the weekend. There, what's nice about recreation.gov is they do list all the federal campgrounds. So you can see those first come first serve mm -hmm. campgrounds, even though it's a reservation site, you can see those and get all the information about them there. But if you aren't into first come first serving on your given trip, you can click the filter to cut all those sort of out there. Yeah. You can also click the filter to only show you campgrounds with available sites during your booking window. So all right. very handy. I was cutting you off there. Okay. I was trying to keep us rolling because we have a habit of really yes. talking a lot. So I was just trying to keep us rolling here to tip number two, which is once you have narrowed down into a campsite that you are interested or a campground you are interested in, take advantage of some of the tools that they offer in there. And that being a map that's going to show you the layout of the campground. Maybe you want to be by the bathhouse or the playground, or you don't want to be close to the entrance of the campground. You can use that map to go in and look at the sites that are available and then use the picture of that site to determine if that site's going to work for you. Make sure there's no trees that are going to get in the way of your slide is there enough hang in the back if you need it what about your tow vehicle can you park it there a lot of us now are thinking about starlink so you're going to want to take a look and make sure am i surrounded by trees which can be a wonderful thing when your campsite is covered with trees but if you are a digital nomad on the road and you are going somewhere where there is no cell service but you will have starlink that might be an important factor for you. So really take advantage of those like very minute details that they offer once you go and you look at the actual campsite. Yeah, and if that campground hasn't put photos in, there's also a satellite view of the map. So you're mm -hmm. gonna get sort of the animated view of the map when you first click on, but you can click satellite view and see overhead of the campsite and, and get a good idea of that. We are always looking to be close to a playground. If you're a tent camper, you might be looking to be close to the You might house. be looking to be away from the, the <laughs> playground, <laughs> maybe. Too. I mean, that maybe too. if you're someone who's like been there and done that, yeah. and I don't want to be close to the playground yeah. anymore. That's fine too. That's the beauty of being able to use the map either in the 2D or in the satellite. You can kind of go and decide what works 2D, for 2D, that's what I was looking for. I said animated, it's not animated, 2D. I can't believe I got it right. <laughs> it was coming out of my mouth and I thought, that can't be right. Yeah, no, it's Jason, right. we're gonna have to, Jason's gonna have to edit that out. No, look at me, 2D. Okay, tip number three, 
Use the app to find last minute spots and keep all of your reservations in one place. We talked a little bit about this last week, but what we didn't talk about is let's say you've planned this big trip, right? And you're just, you're heading out, but there was a, a campground you were super interested in, just didn't have availability, or maybe it only had one or two nights. It just wasn't going to work. When you have the recreation.gov app, which we use all of the time, you can go in and you can keep checking to see if that campground is going to open up maybe and build that flexibility in so that if by chance, because we know that this happened, someone drops last minute because they went and booked eight weeks when really they only wanted, you know, five days and they go and they drop it all. You can go in quickly right on the app. You see it. It's mm. available. You snap it. You grab it. You pay for it. Done. It's yours. And then you have everything also in the app to keep you organized. So not only your reservations, but your timed entries. If you have lotteries that you're interested in, any tours that you're going on, it's all going to be there. So the last tip is don't avoid urban spaces when you're looking for federal campgrounds. There are lots of them. There are lots of places where we have gone to visit big cities or medium-sized cities and stayed at federal campgrounds that you can find on rec.gov. So uh, Davis Bayou in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Um, Which is great for exploring the Gulf Coast. So it's going to be access to Gulfport and Biloxi. And Biloxi, oof, you get to go on a shrimp boat tour. Awesome. <laughs> uh, seven points uh, near Nashville, which is it's really right outside of Nashville. And it's an Army Corps of Engineers, wonderful spot, really difficult campground to get into because it's super popular. Well, now some, it is. Some of the best sites we've ever been to. I think we've talked about it too much because <laughs> when we booked it many, many years ago, we booked it like 24 hours before we wanted to arrive. We stayed right outside of Montgomery, Alabama, uh, the great one on the lake in Waco, Texas. With full hookups mm -hmm. at that one. That was an Army Corps of Engineer in Waco, full hookups. And then, of course, one of our favorite and one of our most stress-inducing uh, camping experiences was staying in a national forest outside of Vegas. Like, it was only about half hour, 40 minutes to the strip from where we were staying. And the campground itself was not the stress inducing part. It was the foolish Jason and Abby who thought they could show up a day early on a Saturday and get a first come first serve site at a national forest campground that only had 10 spots to begin with. <laughs> that was dumb. That was so dumb. <laughs> Ended up sleeping higher up in the mountains in a parking lot of another national forest campground that took pity on us and let us sleep there because we had nowhere to sleep so that though was for anyone who wants that because vegas we've talked about vegas it's such a cool like experience where you have all this urban crazy bright lights big city but everything around it is so yes. amazing yeah there's like no suburbs it's all nature so go bright lights big city it up and then go back to your campground up in the mountains yeah. with wild horses. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal. It was wild horses and unlimited free firewood. Oh, I you know what? I mean, times <laughs> have changed though. Don't take our word on that unlimited. Well, they just had so much, I think that they were so much yes. wood that they were clearing that they could just like, yeah. it's just there for you. <laughs> so those are our four tips for planning an RV trip with recreation.gov. Of course, if you have any suggestions on how you use the site to plan your trip, we hope you'll come over to the RV Miles Facebook group and share it with all of us there so that we too can learn from all of you amazing RVers out there.
All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Walmart overnighting. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this episode is supported by Park Wolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With Park Wolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. Park Wolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. Harvest Hosts gives RVers unlimited, unique overnight stays at over 4,000 locations throughout North America with no camping fees. Make your RV trip more memorable by using Harvest Hosts to spend the night in your self-contained rig at farms, breweries, wineries, attractions, and more. You can even upgrade your plan to include golf courses and private properties to get a total of 8,000 locations to choose from. Get 15% off your first year of membership with code MILES. That's M-I-L-E-S. Go to HarvestHost.com to become a Harvest Hosts member today and save with code MILES. All right. Walmart overnight parking. This is something that anytime it comes up in like a Facebook group or something, people are just oh. at each other's throats. You're camping there wrong. You're putting your stuff out or you shouldn't be camping there at all. Your money isn't going to a small business mom pop campground like it should or the, to the national parks like it should or whatever. Do they all sound like that? Yes. <laughs> is that the sound you hear in your head? And this uh, maybe, is maybe the lesson is we shouldn't be on Facebook, but or maybe the lesson is, you know, <laughs> to each their own. But this is definitely whether you do overnight Walmart parking, whether you don't, whether you think it's a good thing or whether you don't think it's a good thing. This is an option for our viewers. And it's something that comes up a lot. People ask about it. People feel very intimidated by it. Some people do abuse it. These are all the things that we experience, not only just in Walmarts, but also at the campground. So as camping season comes up, we feel like it's a good idea to revisit this topic, to share some tips, and also to just talk about our own experience with using, I guess, I don't want to just say Walmarts because there are a couple yeah, other it, it, businesses that, uh, you know, welcome you. Walmart is kind of a stand-in for, for all the different businesses that allow you to park overnight. There's Cracker Barrels. There's uh, lots of, most casinos allow you to. Um, there's Cabela's often and Bass Pro Shops. Bass Pro and, Shops, yeah. And uh, lots of different big businesses. And you can find lots of these on websites like OvernightRVParking.com. But the, the, the big... The big thing that I think we hear a lot lately is uh, Walmart doesn't allow it anymore, or this is why Walmart's taking it away, or there, you know, there, there, there are fewer and fewer Walmarts the allowing this. There's the problem, personally speaking, is that there are a lot of articles being written today that are alluding to talking about how Walmart is going to take this away, but then never really providing any factual information other than. We have a picture of this camper who, uh, look, they're sitting in yeah. their chair with their grill. But Walmart has on their website an official policy regarding this. Yeah, I mean, they, they say on their website that 
RVs are allowed to overnight at Walmart stores as long as it's legal in that municipality and the store manager allows it. And part of where I think a lot of this animosity came into play was that, uh, well, first of all, it's it's just social media and, and the fact that somebody does something bad at Walmart, which happens all the time. I mean, the number of police calls to Walmarts across the country has to be huge, right? Oh, well, please keep selling how enjoyable overnight <laughs> well, I mean, Walmart how, how many thousands is. of Walmarts are there, right? There's a lot of Walmarts out um, there. There's a lot of Walmarts. But but a few years ago, OvernightRVParking.com put out an article where they had actually sort of gone through their listings and figured out that Walmart had dropped a certain percentage of Walmart's allowing overnight parking. Mm -hmm. and, and I've always taken an issue with that survey. And I said so back then and I continue to say so today, but but the, that the stats from that survey get picked up in article after article after article. It's a big talking point for a lot of people. But the thing is, Walmart has added thousands of stores in the last 20 years the vast majority of those stores that they've added have been in big cities or have been their neighborhood market stores stores that you were never going to overnight at anyway so when you add those all in it waters down that percentage mm -hmm. dramatically there are walmarts that have that used to allow overnight rv parking and that don't anymore and generally that is in areas close to big cities or where there's often a problem areas where there's a large homeless population unfortunately stuff like that where people have abused the uh, oh, it's a bee on me that's a bee yeah. don't grab it i wasn't See, grabbing grab it, it I was... and it's gonna sting me no i was very gently I just let it be just very I just gently just let it be on me let it be fine just it's gonna sting it's not it's it's gone away now anyway <laughs> I think that the the problem has been dramatically overstated. We have stayed at many, many Walmarts over the years, and I think we've almost never had a problem. No, I, and that's knock on wood that, no. you know, but I, I think a lot of people are probably saying to themselves right now, Jason and Abby, why are we talking about this? Like, why are you talking to us about parking at a Walmart? Well, because it is actually a really good option on a travel day. So you have a long, let's say you're trying to get from point A to point B and you've got a real decent drive in front of you. Having access to be able to stay at somewhere like a Walmart or a Cabela's or a Cracker Barrel, places that are often right off of the highway that you can stop at, you can do your long drive day, you just pull in, you go to sleep, you get up and you move on. It's just, it's such a, a valuable resource. And we have often used it if we have decided, uh, I always think about the time when we were in Florida and we had bad weather coming on our travel day and we wanted to get, and I'm talking bad weather in the spring in Florida. We wanted to get ahead of that storm. So that rather than leaving on the morning we were supposed to, we left the night before and got on the road and made for a Walmart. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, situation where finding another campground wasn't really going to be a possibility but also we had paid for that night right. already and, and so are, there are often there just isn't a campground in the area where you need to stop it's often the case right. and i think a lot of people look at it as kind of like being cheap and you know sort of mooching and i think it's being smart with your time well we off we also usually spend like 
two yeah. two to three hundred dollars at Walmart. Okay, slow down. Like, I will mean, we get groceries. If and we're, like... Yeah, let's speak. Let's <laughs> let's clarify. <laughs> if we go grocery shopping, and that's another great option. Like you yeah. roll up. And you go grocery shopping that night and you stock up the rig. Let's say you're taking off for your trip and you don't want to have to stock up like before you leave. You could have a few things in the rig, a few things you need. Do an overnight stop at Walmart. Do your bulk grocery shopping. Wheel it right out to the RV. Load it up all there. Sleep. Boom. On the road next morning. Bonus. If there's like a Starbucks or a coffee shop in that shopping center too. Boom. Instant coffee in the yeah. morning. Now, it's not camping. It's no. over, it's overnight parking, and overnight parking is being taken away in a lot of areas. Walmart's are uh, and other big box store type businesses that have this type of space to park in. Sometimes the land they're on and the parking lot they're in isn't owned by them, and they don't have the ability to allow you to do that. Sometimes there's local ordinances. For a while there, there were actually local ordinances being put in place that were sponsored by the campground industry. The campground industry was writing draft legislation to give to all the different campgrounds out there to sort of push on their their local legislators to put out there because they were trying to make it seem like this was a problem that was taking away money from them. It, it's, it's not something that people are doing in order to like go camp in, a, in an area. I guess some people do do that, but it's not something you should be doing in order to go visit an area. It's a way to stop overnight to get yourself to your next destination. Absolutely. And so we want to just talk right now, if this is something you're interested in doing as the camping season revs up in just a few weeks, if this is something you've never done before and you feel intimidated by it or you want to try it, or if it's not for you, then just hit fast forward for like the next 10 minutes because we're just going to talk really quick about some tips that you can do to ensure that you have a successful overnight at any business that you're going to stop at and then what you need to know in order to be comfortable doing that. And also, frankly, I mean, our family sleeps really well. It's in a weird. It's lot. weird. It we so sleep so well in a Walmart so parking lot. Good. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just a. It's just a vibe. The vibe is different. Yeah. You don't have. You don't feel like you have to get anything out because you can't get anything out. You don't yeah. have to feel like you have to set up the campsite. It's sort of like it. Maybe for full timers, I don't know. Maybe it breaks up the monotony. Well, I think also it. It often ends a long drive day. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are sort of tuckered out after that long yeah. drive day. And there are a lot of arguments over what you should and shouldn't do at one of these type places. And thankfully, there is some information out there that is very clear and easy to follow. The uh, Escapees organization, so it's a, a big group of RVers, a big social club for RVers, worked with FMCA and a whole bunch of other Oh, yeah. Groups. I mean, there's at least a dozen, if not more, um, RV brands, RV manufacturers yeah. on this list here. This is a policy that they call the good neighbor policy of overnight parking etiquette that they put together after talking to places like Walmart. Um, so when somebody says you can't do this at Walmart, well, 
these are the things. Here's on the my list. policy that these says are the I things can't. you should follow <laughs> and don't worry about what other people are saying what you can and can't do. Yeah. Right? So number one, stay one night only. Duh. That's, that's no brainer. A real big one. I, it's a no brainer to us. Maybe some people <laughs> wouldn't think of it as a no brainer, but you're it's overnight only. You're not camping. You're not camping. <laughs> Two, obtain permission from a qualified individual. That is generally always going to be the manager. Now, we have had situations where we have come in later in the evening and said manager, gone. Yeah, it's, you just go to the customer service desk yeah. and... Go to a customer service yeah. rep, and but just make sure you have a human wearing the uniform of that business say, yes, and, this and, is and fine. it ranges. Sometimes they'll be like, um, well, you know, we... Whatever. We, we, don't, we don't officially say anything. Uh, people do it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they'll say, uh, here's a sheet of information and we want you to park right here and, uh -huh. and and all that. And and it just depends on the store. Yes. Number three, obey posted regulations. So again, that goes with what you might see posted in the parking lot. Now, that said, we have rolled up into Walmarts where we know for a fact, talking to someone at that Walmart, that we can stay there. And yet the parking lot will say, have signs that say, no overnight parking but yeah, yeah. the walmart was like no we don't know why that's there that's silly absolutely you can say and yeah. we've never had anyone come knock on the door and tell us to leave yeah now there are other places where you the i mean this is why you definitely want to talk to somebody because there are places that there is a private security team that doesn't work for and is the actual owners of the property that will come and put a boot on your vehicle and won't let you leave until you pay them yeah so again just Know your surroundings before you go. Um, number four, no awnings, chairs, or barbecue grills. Again, you're not camping. Don't look like you're camping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just hang out in your rig. Okay. Yeah. That's what you're there to do. Do not use hydraulic jacks on soft surfaces, including asphalt. Yeah. So you don't want to like mar their surface. We've all sort of seen that at a campsite where a jack has marred the surface in the hot sun and you want to avoid doing that. So try to keep your jacks up. Always leave an area cleaner than you found it. Leave no trace, even in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah, and I'm actually not even a fan of, like, they have, They often have trash cans all around the Walmart parking lot. I'm not even a fan of us using those because yeah. it kind of fills them up. So we try not to use those when possible, unless it's just for a couple small items. Like trash from something we purchased at Walmart. Yeah. Number seven, purchase gas, food, or supplies as a form of thank you when feasible. Now, sometimes what we will do if we don't need to do a big grocery run is we'll just plan on getting something for dinner from there. You know, just maybe pick up a couple of things, but let's be real. There's always something we've forgotten. There's always something that we need. And if you're traveling with kids, they're always hungry. Yeah. And there's never enough food. So we can pretty much always guarantee we're going to be able to pick up something from a Walmart. Uh, or you go have breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. I know that that is not some people's preferred breakfast. But listen, our kids love the French toast. So yeah. when the kids are happy, I'm happy. Uh, number eight, be safe. Always be aware of your surroundings and leave if you feel unsafe. This is such a common rule in general for camping. Remember that you have a home on wheels and it can go when you need to go. Yeah, if we're, if we're planning on overnighting at a Walmart uh, or other store, we'll, we'll usually have a couple backup options. Yeah, that right? was going to be like my number. Like I was going to yeah. write in number nine well, here. The, the, we'll have write that a in backup nine, plan. And I've got a 10th one that I really think should yeah. be on this list that is not. And that's if you are, if you're operating a towable, you've got, you're towing a fifth wheel or a trailer, stay hooked up. Yes. Or at least 
stay like looking like you're hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you want to yeah. be able to, if somebody comes and asks you to move, you want to be able to move right away. And you definitely, this is not somewhere where you leave your trailer and go explore the city or even go have dinner somewhere, anything like that. This is not the type of situation to do that in. Maybe unhook to go get fuel or something if you want, but nothing longer than that. I really like this paragraph they have in here, too, that says most of the complaints lodged regarding RV parking on business parking lots have to do with the aesthetics and perceived abuse of the privilege. There are a variety of competing interests that were balanced to arrive at this industry sanctioned code of conduct. As you can see, the code of conduct is nothing more than an RVers good neighbor policy. And I, I think the big piece to take out of that is the aesthetic and perceived abuse of the privilege yeah it is a privilege Somebody you're like playing loud music and hanging out outside and like yeah. there, there are lots of things that aren't on this list that are hard to enumerate because they're just common sense right don't look like you're camping now there's one thing that is not on this list that we hear all the time and that's slides mm -hmm. people will say oh it is against the rules to put your slide out at walmart walmart does not care if you put your slide out it's not a part of the good neighbor policy. A lot of people need to put a slide out in order to stay overnight somewhere. Now, you do want to be respectful. You don't want your slide to block an, a lane of traffic or anything like that. So if you have a slide, sometimes it's nice to park up near grass and put mm -hmm. the slide out over grass. Or... Well, I think that's why it's really important, too, to remember that when you do park, you're going to want to park in the back yeah. of the parking lot back away from all the cars back away from all of the traffic get away from all of that it, you have to walk to get to the store okay you just yeah. have to walk but put yourself way back there in a spot where if you do need to get your slides out you can get your slides out and it's okay if you need to get them out usually at a walmart you're parking across several parking spaces mm -hmm. the the you know 45 degrees against the way you would normally park into one so there's actually plenty of room to put your slides out it's not in the way of anything and that's one reason why we don't really stay at rest stops anymore when we had the bus we stayed at a decent number of rest stops because we didn't have a slide mm -hmm. rest stops usually if you're parking in sort of the big rig or truck parking you don't have the room to put a slide out because it would go into the next parking space. So so usually we don't do that anymore. And plus, it's another option for truckers. But uh, Walmart has never been a problem for us. No, not at all. And one more thing I want to add is about finding Walmart locations or other businesses. The best way you can do that is go to any of the review websites, go to Campendium, uh, go to overnightparking.com where they really have gone into this in detail and see, you know, reviews from people doing it recently. Was it allowed recently? Did those people have problems? Did they feel it was sketchy? Did they talk to somebody? You still want to get permission when you get there, but you at least want to have an idea in the first place. Of course, you can call the business as well, but instead of calling around everywhere, first look on the different campground websites because they all list overnight parking spots like Walmart and find out if 
people have had success parking there in the first place. Absolutely. So that is our discussion on Walmart or business overnight parking. Everything that we talked about, you can go and see the full list at rvmiles.com slash 276. We'll have it there for you, including a link to the good neighbor policy. And then also we will make sure that the four tips for recreation.gov RV trip planning are in there for you as well. rvmiles.com slash 276. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll check the level of our tanks. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. RV Miles is sponsored by the RoadPass Pro suite of travel apps for RVers. We love using all the apps in the RoadPass suite to plan our travels. Togo RV, Road Trippers, OvernightRVParking.com, and Campendium. You get premium access to all of them for $49.99 a year. Find the best campgrounds, the best boondocking sites, the best roadside attractions, and the best routes to get to them all in your RV, tailored for the length and height to get you there safely. Use the code RVMILES10X to get $10 off your RoadPass Pro membership at RoadPass.com. We are back and it is time to check the level of our tank sponsored by Matt's RV Reviews Liquid RV Toilet Treatment, the no BS RV toilet chemical that really works. Check it out along with all of our recommendations in our Amazon store at amazon.com slash shop slash RV miles. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Actually, what is in our we have a joint, collective joint black tank this week? This You want to start it or you want me to start it? You gonna start go it? for it. Oh, I'm going to go for it. Okay. I get to go for it. So this campground that we're at, beautiful campground. Absolutely love it. Just biking trails are great. It's this wonderful Oregon State Park that we're at. So we rolled up. Their check-in is at 4 o'clock. Okay. We rolled up later than 4 o'clock. We went up to the visitor center. It was closed. We saw our names on the board. Went to our site. Okay. Back so to be very clear. There is a sheet of paper yes. on the board that yes. lists all the names of the people coming in that yeah. night and their campsite number. And I also want to say that, like, I there's some this is a breakdown in communication. OK, yeah. so it's not like shade at one person or one thing. No. It's just a breakdown in communication. Uh, so we see our name prior to our arrival. We had done our pre registration check in. OK, so I had gone through and filled out all the information we'd paid for the site months ago. Good to go. We get into the site and the next morning at mm, like 8.39, and let me say too, the board just had our name on it. Never said anything about needing to return because remember, no. I did pre-registration. Yeah. Name on the board, 8.30, knock on the door. This is a ranger. I'm like, oh, okay. So I open the door and I am handed a warning slip and he's very nice. The guy is so nice. Okay. And he says, Oh, did you guys arrive last night? And I was like, yeah, we didn't get here till about seven 30 or so. Um, he's like, well, uh, this is, you know, you're not in trouble or anything. Uh, but this is just a warning that I need to give you and you need to go up to the office and you need to pay for your site. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well I did that months ago. 
Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, well, oh, didn't have you on the list. Okay. Uh, well, you need to go up and register. I said, okay, well, I did pre-registration. Do you have that? None of it. None of it. And he's like, you need to go up to the site. And it's like, you need to go up between 9 and 11. So I'm like, okay, we're going to go up there. And it wasn't just us. It was J- Jamie and Clay as Jamie well. Jamie and Clay so as it, well. It was, it's, it was everybody. It wasn't just a fluke. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I take my warning for a site that I was being accused of not paying for that I'd already paid for. I took my little pink piece of paper from him. Uh, Jason and I hop on our bikes and we go up there before 11 and we register and there's some confusion and we get it done and whatever. The reason why I'm black tanking this is... And feel free to jump in at any time, sure, Mr. Jefferson. Like, like, I mean, feel, why, I mean, I will go to town. Computer systems, if we're not going to use them, like <laughs> I don't, here's I don't the thing. get it. Here's the, here's the here's what to me is like the black tank of this whole thing. I get it. Accidents happen. He came up. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not it, a fan of paying hundreds and hundreds an of dollars. Yeah. This is something this guy has to do every single day. I don't blame him, but he has to do this every yes. single day. Yeah, and it makes no sense. It's a big waste but, of the resources. So this office visitor center that we have to go and check in at that you are supposed to check in at when you arrive for your campsite is only open from 9 a.m to 11 a.m yet you are not allowed to check in here until after four so i don't understand maybe there's somebody up there after four but it's officially only open nine to eleven i don't think so because and they said that sometimes they return after lunch like but maybe but maybe not so we came in after hours, saw our name on a board, had paid for our site, had done our pre-registration. They had everything like our our truck plates and uh, all that stuff that they were going to want when we checked in. They had it all in a system somewhere floating out there in the world. But The next morning, I, I have a ranger knocking on my door telling me I didn't pay for a site, giving me a warning, which if I'd gotten another one would have resulted in me being kicked out of here. And basically having to come up and talk to someone and he the minute i was the minute i said i had paid for it he just started falling all over himself because he knew immediately that this was a total screw up on their end and he you could just tell that he hates this what Be- list are they going off of though if i don't the know i'll post it on the wall had her name and he it. just kept saying get- you know, oh, I'm so sorry. It's obviously not your guys' fault, but can you know this? It's this, just, this. He, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't a part of this interaction. No. Uh, and look, I don't want to get all sensitive over l- the way people talk and stuff like this, but it does seem like a problem that happens from time to time. I won't even say often, but from time to time, at state parks in particular, mm-hmm. where it's like instead of saying, "Hey, just wanted to check. Are you guys?" Uh, are you guys registered? Did you book the site online or, um, you know, something like that? You're not they, coming up on our online. They come up to you and you're like, are you going to pay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to go up uh, and pay. And, and we, we, in the past, it's, it's, this is why it, it, it bristles me is because a long time ago when we first started out. That at, bro at Illinois State Park. Illinois State he Park. He was something. We talked about this on the podcast back when it happened, but this was like five years ago. We came in, we actually checked in at the, visitor Mm -hmm. center and and got our our tag that you're supposed to put on your post you know the little piece of paper that hangs on the baggy clip that they nail to a post (laughs) yes they they give us and you know we put it on we go to our campsite and a huge massive rainstorm comes in and the next morning there's like a foot of standing water everywhere 
and a ranger pulls up in his little pickup truck you know how they use the little tiny mini s10s <laughs> and, and pulls up comes out knocks on our door bangs on our door and is like y'all plan on paying just like that that's how he sounded that's how he said it that's not how... like hey did, just wanted to make sure that you guys got your uh, or, per, your permit can it can you put it on your post he could have just gone over to the post and noticed well, that our ticket had fallen off into the water it had fallen off in the water in this ridiculous storm obviously so he goes over there and he's like fishing it out with one of those like grabber sticks and putting up never apologize i just i think it speaks to a larger um narrative sometimes which is we all tend to assume the worst in people yeah. rather than just assuming just assume there's a mistake i mean well, i'm I sure people squat on campsites what is it about we when you not. assume it yeah. makes a out of you and me it makes an oom out of yeah it makes my, a a money sign money sign out of you and me <laughs> all right and so that was i think just this very weird uh breakdown in communication and speaks again to why do we take all why do you make me take all of these steps and yeah, go through all of this stuff why do i have to do that when you don't want that like it's, the difference i think sometimes between what the actual campground and i'll just speak to the state parks what the actual campground at the state park once done is often completely different than the website that the state park has its campgrounds yeah, under and some of them are aren't using that system for what they just like put yeah. stuff in a spreadsheet from that system and transfer it over there's but, a big disconnect between the the two not having a conversation well, with each other properly to me too about it is that you know you go to some states and it's like you just go to your campsite you don't talk to anybody and as long as yeah. you're the person that booked that campsite your name's you're, on you're there fine. And... your name's already on the post for mm -hmm. you and everything that you just i think go. see now i think that would be a much better use of that gentleman's time sure. was this every day whoever worked here just went around and they put the little card on there well, that had someone's like name. 400 camps, camp yeah. hosts in this park. So there maybe are. they could do that Listen, as well. The wood bin here has its own camp the host. There is a camp host specifically. <laughs> That's the job I firewood. want. That is but my job. The, I want to be the wood bin host. And the firewood is self pay. It's amazing. <laughs> Jay, somebody's got to go, but somebody has to uh, still be there. It's still a job. It's gotta, still a job. Sure. Got to chop that it's, firewood you got to bundle it up you got to keep it clean i don't think they chop it or bundle it gotta but... go collect the money like give it to the ranger it looks all pre-bundled and chopped. yeah it does it does <laughs> so i don't know if that's so much a black tank as it is maybe more of a gray tank as maybe more it's just, like don't tell me i didn't pay for something just, i don't know it was weird it was cut so the red tape out of camping oh, so so just awkward. show up and go to your site it was just so Shouldn't awkward. Shouldn't have to talk to people. It was not a great introduction <laughs> to this campground, which is an amazing campground, campground, but it was not the best introduction. All right, what is in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank is the lack of sales tax in the state of Oregon. It certainly makes it feel very visitor friendly. And look, it, we're not those. We're not people that hate on California. <laughs> we actually really loved California. Loved our time in California, and. A lot of the stuff that people complain about about California is not stuff that you as a visitor will ever experience. Meh. But uh, but the lack of sales tax in Oregon <laughs> is sure nice. It has been really nice to be like, I'll take a, a, a pint and it just be like, oh, that's just six dollars. And then be like, I'm sorry, what? 
is this Bogo? Like, do you want you want twelve from me, right? Like, it's not. It's, you it's not even want like more um, money for this. It's not sure? even the the tax. I mean, it is the tax, but the ease of like figuring out how much stuff it's so sweet when something like dinner the other night came out and i was like is is eighty dollars and i was like eighty you sure it's not like on that real easily so so, and i i spent last night at the store with the kids we actually went to a goodwill and went to a walmart because they are they're buying props for a movie they're filming together and (laughs) you know they're all buying stuff separately with their they have their little kids debit cards and they're trying to figure out how much stuff is going to cost and they're like oh but with tax that's gonna be, and they we keep realizing oh it's so much oh, easier we don't to have figure to, out yeah we're tax. all spending twenty dollars <laughs> and we need to you know yeah. it comes up to x and x yeah, yeah it's it's been uh it's definitely been easier because math is hard especially at goodwill where things were like priced whole dollar amounts there's no like yeah 5.99 it's six dollars <laughs> it's just six dollars at goodwill piece it's piece just six dollars what's in your fresh tank this week okay so last week I black tanked a laundromat. Uh, this week, I'm going to fresh tank a laundromat. So I had to go to the laundromat yesterday here in Astoria. And I went to a laundromat that uh, is a laundromat, a very nice mini mart. So it's one big building. So on one end is the laundromat. And then there's it connects into a mini mart, which connects into a brewery. So you can go do your laundry, and while it's drying, go over and have a beer. And there's like, so first off, the laundromat, spectacular laundromat. It's either an app, a credit card, or quarters, as it should be now, okay? No more laundromats with quarters. All three, wow. All three were an option, okay? And you have and, to like buy a card that's like five bucks and preload it. No, and, and again, remember last last time's laundromat that was like, hi, it's going to cost you like $20 to use this one loader. This one was a big old eight loader for $9.50. Girl washed everything. It was amazing. It was so nice. Things got so clean. The dryers were hot. Didn't worry about scorching. There weren't signs that were like, not our fault. There was a literal attendant who someone was talking to about how this dryer wasn't working. And he was like, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. We will make sure to get that taken care of. Can I move you to another dryer and set you up so that you can get your clothes dried? And this guy was like, he was like a young kid. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Then I'm like, okay, I got like 40 minutes. These clothes are going to dry. It's going to take like 40 minutes. I was like, okay, I'm going to go over. It's called Growler Guys. I'm going to go over there. First half, it's a place that you can come in and there's 30 different tops and they're all set up for you to fill your growler. They have growler prices for each one. And they have all kinds of beers, ciders, kombucha, seltzer, and CBD. And so I'm like, oh, man, God, I don't, where do I even start? So it sounds awesome. And more laundromats should consider being more user friendly like that. I feel like there is another laundromat story that we now need to throw in here, however. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you do. You just remember. So on our way up to this campground, we stopped. We we made it a point to stop midday at a laundromat because we were all the laundry that she did. We were intending to do on on our travel day. I forgot about this with Clay and Jamie. We were we were pulling our rigs 
into a laundromat. We we double checked before that they had room for us to park yes. and everything. So we pull up at Jay- this. Jason, I'm sorry, I'm cutting oh you gosh. off because this has this has to get a part of this story, and then we have to wrap this podcast yeah. up. Or it's going to be four hours. Jason is good. Jason, so Jason and I yeah. was like, okay, we have to divide and conquer. One of us has to take the laundry, and then the other one is going to make lunch. And Jason's like, oh, I'm taking laundry. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm I'm going to make lunch in the rig. I'll make lunch for the kids and for us, and like all of this. And he's like, I've got the easy job. I'm going to go do some laundry. So I go in, there's like, <laughs> there's, it's a small laundromat. There's probably like 15 washers and maybe <laughs> 12 dryers. Um, and there's only one other guy. That's fairly big, actually. 15 washers? Uh, I, it's small. It was pretty small. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I, it, it wasn't like tiny though. Okay. Uh, but there was, it was, it became small real quickly. There was one other guy in there <laughs> that was finishing up his stuff in the dryers. So Clay and I, you know, we bring our laundry in there. You know, you're pulling it out of your bag and sorting it out Chatting, into a washer and you know, know, taking your time. Doing your thing. And all of a sudden, <laughs> a 15 passenger van rolls up <laughs> and 10 guys, they must have been like pipeline workers or something like this. 10 guys. <laughs> bolt into the laundromat they each have a bag of their own laundry and they each run to a machine <laughs> they just... or two and they start taking up all the machines so we're like uh, frantically just trying to grab two machines to start putting my, <laughs> my laundry in clay's doing the same thing and 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 you know i get all the laundry in, and I'm, I'm just like floored at what at what's happening um but trying to get it all going and then i'm realizing i'm i'm looking at the ratio you're doing the math of washers to dryers yeah. and realizing that all of our loads are going to end at the same <laughs> time and that the people whose loads end slightly early are going to have the benefit and I, and I hadn't grabbed the soap from the RV yet so I'd run back and get the soap and half explain what's going on to Abby while running back he out he comes into the rig and he looks like a deer in the headlines <laughs> it was the he's just like try, and he's thing. like 10 guys just piled out of a van and ran in there and they took everything they're just taking and he's like i need the soap i don't know what's good and i'm thinking <laughs> jason very rarely goes to the laundromat this is i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying this i <laughs> just like chopping up some carrots you know and i'm just doing my thing and jason's like i gotta get back in there they're gonna take everything <laughs> I had it like so the second the, wa- the one of the washers ended I like grabbed like two things out of it and ran over to a dryer and <laughs> had I waited 30 seconds I would not have gotten I know. a dryer and we had a decent amount of laundry we needed to do we opted yeah. to just do a just bag did like a bag's worth which was so, it ended up being like three loads hey, I did a single load and a double load listen that worked out so great for me Ooh. because I went and did laundry yesterday and then sat and had a couple ciders while I waited Oh, also this place here in Astoria, and it's just called Laundromat. And it's just called it's Laundromat. Just called it's, laundromat. Not, it's not called if you wash come, around the clock, but it's no, only open half the day. No, it's not wash around the clock, but only by clock we mean for four hours. <laughs> um, if you are in Astoria, just search up Growler Guys. It's in the same building, and it's all connected. They have a television in Growler Guys that's security cams, and you can see the laundry room. Just to make oh. sure your stuff is okay and nobody's getting things out of your Amazing. dryer. It was in a food truck. There was a food truck outside. Well, they're so, also like capitalizing off of it. They're making so money. Otherwise, people are just sitting there reading a magazine. So smart. There is a yeah. sign in the laundromat that says, hey, while your laundry's drying, 
go get a beer. Nice. I mean, it's so smart. It was such a great experience. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So from bad laundromats to good laundromats. That's the last time we're going to talk about laundromats for a while, okay? Oh, don't say that will, because yeah, who knows what's going to happen what at the next happen. one. It might be a new segment <laughs> on the show. Also, who knows what's going to happen with laundry when we get into Alaska? I don't know. I've heard it's not bad. I don't know. All right. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. (laughs) Yes, it is. And if you enjoyed probably one of the most random discussion episodes we've ever had, please consider going over to Apple podcast and leaving RV Miles a five-star review. Your review is helping put this show in front of a whole new generation of listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, if you want to learn more about supporting our small business and what we do here at RV Miles, please go over to rvmiles.com slash mile markers and consider joining our growing number of individuals who are helping to support us and also bring more content to you that matters to you. Other than that, you know where to find Jason and I. We are over in the RV Miles Facebook group. Head on over there if you want to chat with us. And until next week, we hope you stay safe, have to go to laundromats that have a brewery in them, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.